Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whenever and wherever in the universe of time and space my voice finds you. Welcome. My name is Aaron James, and you're listening to episode 12 of Kids Myth Plus, where each week we share stories from the worlds of mythology, folklore, legend, and more. This week, we return to Asgard and the land of the Norse, where Odin, the Allfather, is on a mission to gain wisdom, a quest to become the most wise of all. Odin represents many things to the Norse people, but perhaps most of all, the great Odin represents all-seeing wisdom. As we shall see in this week's episode, he is willing to make great sacrifices to attain that which he desires most of all, wisdom. So relax and find a comfy seat under the stars by the fire and enjoy the story. How Odin Lost His Eye In the beginning of things, before there was any world or sun, moon, and stars, there were giants, for these were the oldest creatures that ever breathed. They lived in Jotunheim, the land of frost and darkness, and their hearts were evil. Next came the gods, the good Asir, who made earth and sky and sea, and who dwelt in Asgard, above the heavens. Then were created the strange little dwarves who lived underground in caverns of the mountains, working at their mines of metal and precious stones. Last of all, the gods made humans in Midgard, the good world that we know, between which and the glorious home of the Asir stretched Bifrost, the bridge of rainbows. In those days, folks say there was a mighty ash tree named Yggdrasil, so vast that its branches shaded the whole earth and stretched up into heaven where the Asir dwelt, while its roots sank far down below the lowest depth. In the branches of the big ash tree lived a strange family of creatures. First, there was a great eagle, who was wiser than any bird that ever lived, except the two ravens, Thought and Memory, who sat upon Father Odin's shoulders and told him the secrets which they learned in their flights over the world. Near the great eagle perched a hawk, and four-antlered deer browsed among the buds of Yggdrasil. At the foot of the tree coiled a huge serpent, who was always gnawing hungrily at its roots, with a whole colony of little snakes to keep him company, so many that they could never be counted. The eagle at the top of the tree and the serpent at its foot were enemies always saying hard things about each other. And between the two skipped up and down a little squirrel, 
a storyteller and a gossip who repeated each unkind remark, and like the malicious neighbor that he was, kept their quarrel ever fresh and green. In one place at the roots of Yggdrasil was a fair fountain called the Ullerwell, where the three Norn maidens who knew the past, present, and future dwelt with their pets, two white swans. This was magic water in the fountain, which the Norns sprinkled every day upon the giant tree to keep it green, water so sacred that everything which entered it became white as the film of an eggshell. Close behind this sacred well, the Asir had their council hall to which they galloped every morning over the Rainbow Bridge. But Father Odin, the king of all the Asir, knew of another fountain, more wonderful still. The two ravens whom he sent forth to bring him news had told him of it. This also was below the roots of Yggdrasil and in the spot where the sky and ocean met. Here, for centuries and centuries, the giant Mimir had sat keeping guard over his hidden well, in the bottom of which lay such a treasure of wisdom as was to be found nowhere else in the world. Every morning Mimir dipped his glittering horn, Gjol, into the fountain and drew out a draft of the wondrous water, which he drank to make him wise. Every day he grew wiser and wiser, and as this had been going on ever since the beginning of things, you can scarcely imagine how wise Mimer was. Now it did not seem right to Father Odin that a giant should have all this wisdom to himself. For the giants were the enemies of the seer, and the wisdom which they had been hoarding for ages before the gods were even made was generally used for evil purposes. Moreover, Odin longed and longed to become the wisest being in the world. So he resolved to win a draft from Mimer's well, if there were any way it could ever be done. One night when the sun sat behind the mountains of Midgard, Odin put on his broad-brimmed hat and his striped cloak and taking his famous staff in his hand, trudged down the long bridge to where it ended, by Mimer's secret grotto. Good day, Mimer, said Odin, entering. I have come for a drink from your well. The giant was sitting with his knees drawn up to his chin, his long white beard falling over his folded arms and his head nodding, for Mimer was very old and he often fell asleep while watching over his precious spring. He woke with a frown at Odin's words. You want a drink from my well, do you? He growled. I will let none drink from my well. Nevertheless, you must let me have a draft from your glittering horn, insisted Odin and I will pay you for it. Oh, so you will pay. You will pay me for it, will you? Echoed Mimer, eyeing his visitor keenly. 
For now that he was wide awake, his wisdom taught him that this was no ordinary stranger. What will you pay for a drink from my well? And why do you wish it so much? I can see with my eyes all that goes on in heaven and upon earth, said Odin. But I cannot see into the depths of the ocean. I lack the hidden wisdom of the deep. The wit that lies at the bottom of your fountain is what I crave. My ravens tell me many secrets, but with a drink from your fountain I would know all secrets. And as for payment, ask what you will, and I will pledge anything, anything in return. Then Mimer's keen glance grew keener. You are Odin of the race of gods, he cried. We giants are centuries older than you, and our wisdom, which we have treasured during these ages, when we were the only creatures in all space, is a precious thing. If I grant you a draft from my well, you will become as one of us a wise and dangerous enemy. It is a goodly price which I shall demand for a boon so great. Now Odin was growing impatient for the sparkling water. Ask any price, he frowned. I have promised that I will pay. What say you then to leaving one of those far-seeing eyes of yours at the bottom of my well? asked Mimer, hoping that he would refuse the bargain. This is the only payment I will accept. Odin hesitated. It was indeed a heavy price, and one that he could ill afford, for he was proud of his noble beauty. But he glanced at the magic fountain bubbling mysteriously in the shadow, and he knew that he must have the draft. Give me the glittering horn, he answered. I pledge you my eye for the drink, draft to the brim. Very unwillingly, Mimer filled the horn from the Fountain of Wisdom and handed it to Odin. Drink then, he said. Drink and grow wise. This hour is the beginning of trouble between your race and mine. And wise Mimer foretold the truth. Odin thought merely of the wisdom which was to be his. He seized the horn eagerly and emptied it without delay. From that moment he became wiser than anyone else in the world except Mimer himself. Now he had the price to pay, which was not so pleasant. When he went away from the grotto, he left at the bottom of the dark pool one of his fiery eyes, which twinkled and winked up through the magic depths like the reflection of a star. This is how Odin lost his eye, and why from that day he was careful to pull his gray hat low over his face when he wanted to pass unnoticed. For by this oddity, anyone could easily recognize the wise lord of Asgard.
In the bright morning when the sun rose over the mountains of Midgard, old Mimer drank from his bubbly well a draught of the wise water that flowed over Odin's pledge. Doing so from his underground grotto, he saw all that befell in heaven and earth, so that he was also wiser by the bargain. Mimer seemed to have secured rather the best of it, for he lost nothing that he could not spare, while Odin lost what no man can well part with, one of the good windows whereabout his heart looks out upon the world. But there was a sequel to these doings, which made the balance swing down in Odin's favor. Not long after this, the Asir quarreled with the Vanir, wild enemies of theirs, and there was a terrible battle. But in the end, the two sides made peace, and to prove that they meant never to quarrel again, they exchanged hostages. The Vanir gave to the Asir old Njord the rich, the lord of the sea and the ocean wind, with his two children, Frey and Freya. This was indeed a gracious gift, for Freya was the most beautiful maiden in the world, and her twin brother was almost as fair. To the Vanir in return, Father Odin gave his own brother, Honjir, and with Honjir he sent Mimer the wise, whom he took from his lonely well. Now the Vanir made Honjir their chief, thinking that he must be very wise because he was the brother of great Odin, who had lately become famous for his wisdom. They did not know the secret of Mimer's well, how the old giant was far more wise than anyone who had not quaffed of the magic water. It is true that in the assemblies of the Vanir, Hoinir gave excellent counsel, but this was because Mimer whispered in Hoinir's ear all the wisdom that he uttered. Witless Hoinir was quite helpless without his aid, and did not know what to do or say. Whenever Mimir was absent, he would look nervous and frightened, and if anyone questioned him, he always answered, Yes, ah yes, now go and consult someone else. Of course, the Vanir soon grew very angry at such silly answers from their chief, and presently they began to suspect the truth. Odin has deceived us, they said. He has sent us his foolish brother, with a witch to tell him what to say. Ha! We will show him that we understand the trick. So they cut off poor old Mimer's head and sent it to Odin as a present. The tales do not say what Odin thought of the gift. Perhaps he was glad that now there was no one in the whole world who could be called as wise as himself. Perhaps he was sorry for the danger into which he had thrust a poor old giant who had never done him any wrong except to be a giant of the race which the Asir hated. Perhaps he was a little ashamed of the trick which he had played on the veneer. Odin's new wisdom showed him how to prepare Mimer's head with herbs and charms so that it stood up by itself quite naturally 
and seemed not dead. Thenceforth, Odin kept it near him and learned from it many useful secrets, which it had not forgotten. So, in the end, Odin fared better than the unhappy Mimer, whose worst fault was that he knew more than most. That is a dangerous fault indeed. So it was a great price that Odin paid for the wisdom he was after. An incredible sacrifice. He sacrifices a good seeing eye for a draft or a filled cup, a filled horn, a drink of that magic water guarded by the wise old giant Mimir. I wonder, do you make sacrifices in your world? Sacrifices to gain wisdom? I bet you do. What are some of the things you sacrifice or give up, trade, or wisdom and knowledge? Hopefully not any parts of your physical body like Odin. Three things I love about Odin. One, he wears a cool hat that he slants down over his missing eye when he doesn't want to be recognized. Two, he has a pair of ravens, one on each shoulder, Hugin and Munin, or thought and memory, that fly all over the world to bring Odin information. And three, he is always thirsty for knowledge and wisdom. And by the way, as you may know, knowledge and wisdom are not the same things. For example, it's raining outside. That is knowledge or information. But knowing what to do with that knowledge and how to interpret it, that is wisdom. It's raining outside, so maybe I will not go swimming as I planned. Wisdom. Again, we are so pleased and thankful for all of the interest and support we're receiving. Thank you for your kind words, your support, and for subscribing and coming back to listen each week. It is truly humbling and gratifying to see the response from listeners all around the world and here in the U.S. Thank you, Brazil. Thank you, Indonesia, Mexico, Ireland, the United Kingdom, Germany, India, and Iceland, and, of course, all of you here in the United States. Thank you, thank you. Please keep listening and sharing with your friends, and also, if you have a moment, please do leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. This has been episode 12 of Kids Myth Plus, presented to you by me, Aaron James, and a presentation of Brooklyn Sage Productions. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep asking questions and looking for the magic. It's all around us.